Before this episode begins, just a quick reminder that we are not professionals in any way. The views, information or opinions expressed in this podcast are solely the views of the individuals involved and by no means represent absolute facts. Opinions expressed by the hosts and guests can change at any time. G'day listeners, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. We are your hosts Jacob and Josh. And today we will be talking about a little topic called information and behaviours. Not going to lie, I was a little bit nervous to do this one. It'll, uh, it'll be an interesting episode. Yeah, I, I feel like I've been a bit nervous because it just it just involves so much thinking. And I'm yeah. like, I've got to think on the spot here. I'm going to be pausing a lot more <laughs> to think. <laughs> so we'll get into the introduction. Today we are faced with a large quantity of information as society advances with technology and growth of economics. It is becoming more apparent that we are not sure of different things we can invest our time in, and it leaves us to question what effect it can have in terms of behaviours for social gain and functional mobility as we move forward into our ever-progressing future. So, what I'm like looking at, though, is that whatever the things we do talk about is is not going to cover all motivations for why we behave in certain situations. Yeah, no, that would be... A, I don't think you can make an episode long enough to cover. Exactly. I mean, like, we, we all have many motivations for like why we would do certain things. We all behave in certain ways to suit whatever it is that we think is the right thing to do in situations. I mean, like, before we became, I think, so socially advanced, we would just behave in the favour of trying to survive, looking at our environment, what we have experienced, and behaving in the manner that best suits that environment. So when we, like, go into, like, social situations where we talk share information we begin to behave in a certain manner to help fix into that uh, social situation so i'm really looking forward to this now (laughs) now that we've been this little chat so if you want to spin the wheel go for it so i guess what we're talking about is like these days you have access to information pretty much everywhere you've got the internet you've got youtube google you've got all of that you've got books You've got audiobooks, you've got universities, school, all of that, and it's all it's all different information. And what I was focusing on is like why are you motivated to collect certain information and why is what you do with that information as important or maybe even more important than the information that you've actually acquired. Because I feel like these days everyone's pretty how do I put it? No one really stands out to begin with. Like there's nothing that really makes you particularly interesting. And I feel like for some people, they go on the, I guess you could call it adventure of acquiring information for the sole purpose of making themselves stand out or to give them some sort of presentation of themselves that they otherwise wouldn't have. And so I feel like that's like one reason for gaining information and another reason is for practical knowledge it's something you're going to use it's something you intend on implementing in some sort of way and i also feel like with these two types of information one of them in terms of getting feedback on whether or not you're right or wrong with practical information you you will find out if you're trying to make something and you get the wrong information on how to make it you will know why because when you try to make it it won't work and so you're left there and you have to go, oh, well, where did, where did I go wrong? So you don't look at the information and go, well, the information's wrong. You look at yourself and you go, well, I'm wrong somewhere because it didn't work out. And according to this information, it should. So where did I mess up? And you'll find it, you'll go through it and you'll be like, oh, this is where I messed up. You'll fix it and it'll work. And it can prove that it works. Why? Because the thing is in front of you, you've built it, you've made it and it also proves to you that your understanding is deep enough that you are able to achieve it whereas this social gain sort of information for a lot of a lot of the parts either information that's on a subject that's so big complex or something that's non-existent that you can't prove whether or not you're right or wrong the only real way you can be proven right or wrong is if you're in the presence of someone who knows more about that subject than you do But if you're using that information to kind of stick out to other people, 
would you then go into a situation where you're faced with someone who knows more about you on that subject so. no. than you? No, because then you wouldn't stand out anymore. Yeah. You would be a part of the norm or if actually, if anything, you'd be lower because now this person's able to look at you and go, well, do you actually know what you're talking about? Because I do. Yeah. I um, feel like you wouldn't exactly jump into that situation because you wouldn't be able to handle the scrutiny that comes yeah. from it. I feel like you would just sort of stand back and go... We'll take this minor defeat, <laughs> <laughs> or you would, you, or you would have like. It all. It also depends on how big your ego is. I was going to say you could go the complete opposite route and like avidly defend your points, yeah, even if they're completely wrong, yeah, because you would rather look <laughs> look psycho than have your ego fucking punched in a little bit because yeah. you're wrong, and so. That is like two very different motivations there. But in both situations, you're collecting information and basing behaviors off of it. Yeah. But like I said, what you do with that information and how you choose to behave with it is, in my eyes, arguably as important, maybe even more important than the actual information you're using to base that behavior off of. Yeah. I feel like we live in this age now where... We don't look at one another as things where we can prove our brute force and uh, fighting skills and stuff. I, f- I feel like it's morally unacceptable today. And, um, you know, people people do still fight, obviously. And uh, today I feel like it's more socially accepted to have something either decent to talk about or just live in this competitive type way. And I, I feel like in, I've typed this down in one of my notes where we were, where I was discussing how people that are overly competitive in social groups can burn out that sort of friendship circle pretty quick. But in a way, if competitiveness on a scale that isn't as forceful in terms of the individual trying to continuously prove themselves, but one of one that has competitiveness in doing something but also bringing the group with them can hold a lot of value because not only does it bring that group up together but everyone has benefits out of it usually in competitiveness though some people that do feel like they aren't exactly there sort of pull pull back and start using the guilt like because let's just say if you're in a competitive circle and you have people that are advancing far better than you what you think that you're doing then you know you kind of feel that inferiority amongst the other people so you sort of bring on that pity side of you where you just want people to yeah the only way you can get guilty for you the only way you can get leverage in that situation is by making them feel bad for you yeah because you have nothing you don't hold anything above them you're not competitive them you're not it's been shown that you're not a competitive rival to them yeah so the next best thing is to have them pity you because then they still have to give you attention in some way, shape or form and you can make them feel bad yeah. about what they've done or what they're doing. And you, that can have some that can have some terrible effects as well. Yeah, well also if that person who's doing better is doing better in something that will work out better for everyone. Yeah. But but if say a certain group of individuals aren't getting the credit for it or wanted to do that but are unable to because you've done a better job, well then they're kind of just justified to sit there and go, well, I could have done that, but yeah. I had this, 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 and this, and you've made me feel this way, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, you've had the information. You were originally using the information. That was being shared around. Yeah, for a benefit. And now you're turning around and using information in order to leverage yourself over someone else who... It's a shift in direction. Yeah, like you're still trying to get you're trust you're trying to get social gain out of the information that was originally used for practical input, and because you aren't the one who's getting to do it, or someone's doing it better than you, or someone's learnt more than you have, then you kind of switch. You you do a, like a fucking a one eighty, and you stop going from like oh, I'm doing this to make this thing. Instead, you go oh I'm doing this to make myself feel better about the fact that I'm unable to do it yeah. and that someone else has. And because they're doing it, they're, you know, they've had, they've either had more privilege than me or 
I don't know, they've had some sort of unfair advantage or whatever, and it's like, oh, they've just achieved. Yeah. It's not like. We don't always have to be at the same level to reach something. I mean, like, at the same time, those types, those people still had to put the time in to be at where they had to be or where they are now. I mean, like, if you think it is important to reach where they were up to, then. I mean, like you have to pay that uh, time cost. Yeah, you could say if if that thing that you're doing is so hard, and they were able to do it. Well, if it was so hard, well, it shouldn't matter where the starting block was. The point is they achieved it, and if achieving that was so hard, well, then that's not a privilege they've achieved. Yeah, because it was a hard thing to achieve in the first place, no matter what. And that person, and the funny thing is that this is kind of where I feel like you're better off using the information i mean it's kind of self-evident that you're better off using the information to better a thing or make something or create invent whatever because by doing that say for example elon musk you don't know elon musk because of his personality you might know him because of his personality now but the reason that everybody the reason he got the social like abundance that he has now is because he had tesla and now he's got all these other companies and they all create things and they've all made things that so many people have wanted and appreciated that now everyone knows who he is yeah and so he's not exactly that uh, he doesn't exactly handle himself and socially in yeah, social not, situations very well he's yeah, very like socially awkward very <laughs> so and then you've got to ask yourself well if he was relying on talking to people and spreading information and getting no notoriety that way, would he have been anywhere near as successful as becoming this megastar that he is now mm. than him implementing all of that, building all these things, and then having everyone know him that way? Because he's managed to gain both the functional benefits and the social benefits of that information at the same time. And in fact, he probably wasn't even aiming for the social benefits whatsoever. That was probably just a byproduct. I mean... Je same with Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos probably didn't go out there looking for everyone to know who Jeff Bezos was. Or maybe he did. But the point is he didn't get that way by wanting everyone to know who he was. He got that way by creating something, using information, putting it in a practical sense and creating something that enough people knew what that was that they knew who he was. Yeah. And so now not only does he have the benefits financially from the practical input of his information, but he now has the benefits of the social outcome of because of that, because he's now a, a fucking billionaire and everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows his products. If pretty much everyone's used Amazon. Yeah. We use it to listen to our books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. And so everyone knows who he is and he gets that social variety from it. And it's kind of like this idea that a lot of people say, for example, I'm a person who doesn't really have much going for me. And I don't like that about myself. Now, what I could do is I could pursue something, say, I could I could start, I don't know, I could start a course or a, or a particular career path or, a, I don't know, a sport or some, anything, anything to give my life a little bit of pizzazz, a little bit of go get it. Or I can pretend that I'm not the person I am and that I'm someone else by gathering the information in order for me to be that someone else. Mm. So I'm no longer using the information for practical input because I don't plan on actually making anything except another version of myself. Yeah. So if I can kind of fill the holes of my personality with this information and this kind of make myself seem more charming or more socially advanced and co like socially economically career advanced than what i actually am well then that does serve me because it make it'll, it'll probably people will view me better than if they knew who i actually was and then also this is where i think a lot of people do this maybe without even trying because a lot of relationships only last about three months and I feel like what the thing is, is this person has built this image of themselves upon the other person. So the other person views them a certain way because they bring themselves across with a certain demeanor and certain way of talking and certain information they put out that's not them. Yeah. It's there to impress the other person and it does. Yeah. 
But then when that person actually starts to live with the living version of that person, the actual person, they go, oh, well, this isn't who... I thought this person was actually... Yeah, what? Yeah. What's going on here? <clears throat> yeah. I see uh, the way, like, I'm, I'm going to have to use, like, go out of go out of it a little bit just to discuss where I think that we can find ourselves in those positions is that I look at certain situations where we use wholeness to describe this so I mean like for example I like to look at the idea of like when when we are in the womb you know we have everything catered to us we're warm we're fed etc etc now the first thing that we do when we are born is trying to get back in there because I mean like if you think about it you were in a warm place now you're freezing cold you're wondering I don't even know if you could wonder but like you have this sense of you feel empty of something that you once had didn't appreciate but now you do appreciate because you want that back so you've lost your sense of wholeness you have a hole right now in where your wholeness was I feel like over time as things progress obviously we get over that you know, we no longer need to think about why we're cold because we can just put a jacket on, you know. So I feel like as we go on, we look at social settings, we look at the way people behave and we go, okay, well, I'm not quite there. Well, now we've just opened up a hole in our wholeness. Now, our next step is to try and fill that hole or that void with either seeking out what the social group you're looking at is heading towards by trying to seek out information like you just said to fill in that hole and sometimes I feel like we can get to the point where we do fill in that hole you know we are accepted and people do look at us like wow you, I like what you've got to say I appreciate what you've got to say but then I feel at the same time it can also have a negative effect because even though we fill that hole in of being socially adequate we create a new hole where we feel like we will never be quite that thing that we want to be. So I feel like when we get to the point where we're just continuously trying to build ourselves up, that the hole gets filled and then we just keep putting on top of that pile and becoming less of ourselves and more like what we're trying to achieve. You know, we've opened up a hole somewhere else and we're trying to continuously fill the one that we've had a surplus of dirt over for a long time now. So it gets to the point where it's just like we're talking about these things and then down the, down the line we're just like, oh, I'm just so depressed. I don't know what's happening with me. Like, I feel like, you know, I do have these friends. I do have this information. I feel good about that, but I don't feel good about where I'm at right now. And I know this from experience because I, in a way, you know, when I used to train and shit, I used to like do a lot of research, just shit that no one would really research. I did it for myself in terms of getting better at the gym and it worked. But at the same time, I felt like I was at times socially inferior. So it was just like I would use that information to try and push whatever I'm trying to do. So that way I felt like this void that was actually there, that I thought was there, could be filled. But everything was okay. I just had somewhere else in me that was no longer whole. And that was just accepting that I am who I am. And I don't need to push for other people to like me. So even though information can be in a, a beneficial way for what we're trying to, uh, trying to achieve in terms of uh, functional mobility, I feel like even at times like we can look at other parts of ourselves and go, we're not quite there yet and go, what is it that I do have that can help benefit me now? And what can I use that towards benefiting me in that s certain situation? It can work in terms of getting to where you need to be. I think we need to understand, or not even understand, but maybe even draw a line for ourselves that when we get to that situation, we need to start pulling back. Because if we don't, we start actually building the surplus of being too much, a little bit toxic, not for, not for just other people, but yourself. And so I feel like if you just draw that line with yourself, it's just like, okay, once we get into that social social group and, you know, we're, we're fine, we're accepted, just just relax a little bit. You know, we've made it. Pull back. Let people see who you actually are. You don't have to continuously strive. I feel like also that you do need to put that effort in to try and, not to try and be accepted, but to be accepted because 
I mean, like in terms of having something to offer to the group, people want to know what you've got to offer. So you, in terms of gain, gaining friendships and all those other things that are included, you need to exert some part of yourself to actually gain that trust and relationship there. But all I'm trying to say is there is a we need to draw this line like a bit of a bit of a barrier for ourselves not to push it a little bit too far because when it gets to the point where it's just like we become too much, you can lose what you've gained. Yeah. And also the thing that you are trying to f- use to fill in that void can be filled in, but it can just start building away from what it is that you who you are really. And then you become lost and et cetera, et cetera. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah, and also yeah. it's a self-perpetuating cycle because say, for example, I, pre- I pretend I know more than I know or something similar to that. And now I'm on edge all the time because yeah. I've got to be ready for things that somebody might say or ask me that I may not actually know, but I, I, I've told them I know or I've acted like I know. And so now I'm on edge from that because I'm like, well, what, if they, what if they throw something at me that I don't know? What if I don't understand? Yeah. And then also, your ability. So when you, if you are to gain social notoriety through doing this, sure, which probably feels good. I mean, you wouldn't do it if it didn't. But does it feel better to have that gain, or does it feel worse if someone was to call you out on your bullshit, find out that you were a, a failure, a fake, or whatever, and then you were to lose that? Yeah, that fear of loss is a lot stronger than the feeling of gaining. So it's a self-perpetuating cycle because once you start, well, now you've got to keep going because if you if you lose it, that, that's crushing. The, and especially if this is what you've built your whole personality on, not only is the person debunking the information, but now it's your personality. Now, now it is you. So if that's debunked, well, now that person's debunked your entire personality or a big chunk of it or whatever you put your identity on is now demolished. Yeah. And that's why in one of the other episodes, I was like, you you possess ideas. Ideas don't possess you. Because if you let an idea possess you, if someone attacks or debunks the idea, well, now they've attacked or debunked you. Mm. Whereas if it's you possess the idea. It's like a play thing. You can play around with it. You can tear it apart. You can go, okay, well, yeah, there's this bit and there's this. And actually, I don't know what's in between these two things. And I should go find out now, Is that does that make you look as socially grandiose and as smart or whatever other word you want to chuck in there? No. But you're going to be a lot better off in the long run, A, because you don't have to think to yourself, well, shit, what if I don't know? You'll be like, well, I don't know. How about I find out? And then also... Instead of being like, I don't know, I'm going to rely on X information. Well, if you don't know, maybe you will actually find out. Maybe you will get the correct, accurate information. Why? Because it's not in your best interest to hold up and front on whatever information you've just got. It's like, well, you have motivations and reasons to find out what's actually correct. And you're probably going to build a lot healthier relationship with those people around you because it's no longer about, well, I'm greater than you, I'm better than you, I know more than you because my information library is so much bigger. It's, well, I genuinely actually want to find out. How about we find out together? Yeah, and I feel like when in terms of like information that has built on top of itself has been not just through self-understanding but through discussion itself i mean like i feel like this is where the veil starts to be lifted on some people that you know talk about their information and i have been in these situations where i have talked to these types of people that have information to offer but when it comes to actually discussing it it's just it just feels like a fucking mess and it's just like dude like we could build something here like we like for example you and i you and i just go back and forth for ages and sometimes we do it in the most unnecessary situations like at work. where. But the thing is, like, in terms of un- one another's understanding, I feel like, yeah, you and I have paid a lot of knowledge costs in listening to books and reading on articles and et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like in terms of building better understandings, you and I, when we get to discussion, we are able to build more on those concepts. 
But when it comes to situations where you're having to discuss with people that hold information a part of their identity, I feel like there's just this barrier between between the conversation. Most of the time, I usually just go, okay, some people drive me fucking crazy (laughs) when it comes to that. And I keep fighting and I'm just like, don't. (laughs) But it sort of shows that the information was never at their best interest, but themselves were at their best interest and that information just helped them get to where they wanted to be. Did they have the conclusion? Did they grab all the information and then look at it and come to a conclusion? Or did they have a conclusion and then grab information? Yeah. Because if you have information, you look at it and then you come to a conclusion. Well, it's probably going to be a pretty balanced conclusion based on the information in front of you. And if someone says to you, hey, I don't necessarily agree with the point of view or the information that you're telling me, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, actually, how about we reassess the information then because maybe I did miss something because this conclusion comes from the information that I was able to get my hands on. And who knows, maybe I did miss something. Maybe I fucked up somewhere. And I'm willing to admit that because at the end of the day, it's just a conclusion from the information. It's not actually a part of me. It's just a conclusion. It's it's over here and I'm over here. We're two separate things. So sure, let's let's analyze it because if it's in my best interest to actually find out what's wrong, well then yeah, I should be interested in finding out whether or not I fucked up. Because when a scientist writes a hypothesis before an experiment, they don't then just alter the results of the experiment to fit the hypotheses. No, they'll change that to fit the results of the experiment. Why? Because it's in their best interest to find out what is actually going to happen. Whereas on the other hand, I have my conclusion and then I go looking for information that supports my conclusion. Well, you you could probably find information that supports your conclusion because data and statistics can be rearranged in all sorts of ways. But when someone comes to you and says, hey... I don't necessarily agree with that. You're like, well, how could you not? This is this is my conclusion. And then this is all the information I've stacked on top of it. Like, this is this is mine. How dare you attack this? Yeah. It's like, well, what was actually your motivation there? Was it to find out a conclusion based on the information or to have a conclusion and fight for it? Because- when you're finding information that only supports your conclusion, well, then what you're basically doing is you're just building a backup behind that in order to fight for it. Yeah. It's like the whole argument about people with like UFOs and stuff. It's just like, I don't doubt that there's life out there. I don't think trying to push for that information when, one, we have never seen a UFO but there is people that will continuously find information and, you know, there's going to be plenty of information out there. I, th- I feel like what people miss is that people do lie, to mit- like you just said, to fit their conclusion, to build concepts out of those things that which we do not understand. We can philosophize on it, but I don't think that we should hold it inaccountable to real things. And also, there's, there's another thing going on there as well because we're talking about having information for like social notoriety. Well, if I'm just an average person, like I'm an average Joe, no one cares about me, blah, blah, blah. But if I saw a UFO, oh my God, you saw a UFO? (laughs) Tell me all about, all of a sudden I'm interesting. Yeah, and you're going to probably find information based off of trying to affirm what you have just seen. So... It it makes you, without you doing anything, you've now climbed up some sort of attention ladder. Yeah. Because... Now, with the information that you've pulled out of your ass, you've become this, this oh, my God, you stand out from the crowd because, you know, you saw a UFO and you have a story about blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that's a, that's a prime example of you gathering information for social notoriety, not practical function. Like, you don't, you're not going to implement that in any way, shape, or form. There's no way that's going to improve your life. Like, it'll improve the attention. But then when if someone comes at you and goes, oh, well, I don't believe you, you're going to be, how could you not believe me? Because it's your, like, you've, it's your masterpiece, basically. It's no longer information. It's like, it's it's your Mona Lisa. And if someone says to you and goes, oh, that's kind of shit. Well, you're going to be like, how dare you insult my work? Because at the end of the day, it's your work. You constructed it. It's not what actually happened. 
It's your construction. Yeah. I feel like, you know, over time, I mean, like, behaviours always change when we come into different uh, situations, especially when the cultural moral begins to shift and, you know, we behave in the favour of that. Um, In terms of, like, time ago, I feel like, yeah, we have changed. We have built up some more morality and people have become a lot more virtuous towards that. Uh, In terms of what we have always been like, I feel like the motivation has always been the same and I feel like that is just survival. So, you know, I feel like we just always seem to seek out the thing that which is going to make us equal or more than in terms of trying to survive. Tell me if I'm wrong, all right, because I'd like to know. But I feel like people that are more interested in building information through actual functional things are no longer just fixated on survival itself, but more on something better do you know where i'm trying to head with this because i feel like you know if we go into social settings and we're offering information towards other people to you know build on trying to be more socially accepted and stuff you know that is in a in some sense survival it's part of you but people that are trying to build information on functional needs are no longer just fixated on survival itself but more on creativity. Well, one of them, one of those has... So, I feel like, sorry, but I feel like that, that has shifted from what we were us- usually heading towards, like in terms of before we got to the modern t- modern way that we live today, is that we're able to focus on things that no longer revolve around survival itself, but more on things that we can imagine and philosophize on. Well, I think that'd be more like between the time period where survival was quite literally survival and then the time period where we had surplus and then you could survive without having to farm your own food. I mean, I feel like that was probably a big factor in that change of mindset. But with those two pieces of information, the way I see it is that the one, the person who has the information for social gain, the only way that information is important is if there's other people there to hear it. Whereas the practical information is valuable whether or not there's people there to hear it or not. Yeah. Why? Because it doesn't need the other people to be right. It doesn't need the other people to prove something because if it's if you can make it if you can use the information to do something, like actually achieve something, well then that thing's achieved. That's it. You've come to your end. You've achieved what you wanted to achieve. Whereas the social information for you to achieve what you want to achieve with that information, there needs to be other people present. Yeah. Because if you're like, well, I'm going to use this to make myself seem more grandiose. Well, if there's no one else there to see you be more grandiose, well then... What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? You've completely wasted your time. Whereas the other information, it doesn't matter. As long as you can implement it, if it's implementable, well, then it's it's worth it. I feel like though the the information based on functional mobility is where we begin to go off course on what can be considered to survival itself. I feel like it's it's a different direction. It's like the byproduct of having a comfortable society. It's different from what we could consider to be right in terms of survival. Do you get where I'm trying to go? Because I... Yes and no, because... It depends. I think... It's like it's how it works. In the okay. second case, you're more looking not to... You're not looking for survival. You're looking for standards of living. Yeah. Whereas the first one, you're looking for... Like, because there would have been a point where those ideas would have been for survival. Yeah. And in fact, there are probably still ideas like that that are for survival. For example, anything to do with like a medication for a disease or research for illness and stuff like that. Those, those ideas would be for survival of other people. But then again, it's not really survival for yourself. All right, this is where I'm able to maybe conclude a bit, criticise if you want. But I feel like the more comfortable we have become in society, you know, where the needs for warmth are met, the needs for food are met, et cetera, et cetera, I feel like we are no longer having to look out onto people and think 
yeah, we need to be like this in order to survive socially, you know, when we look at other people and look at the way they behave so that way we can fit in where, you know, looking at ourselves and what we feel is the right thing to do in order to survive. So now that we are in a comfortable situation, we're able to no longer look at those things in order to survive because we can just survive. Yeah, do you think is it, there's a difference between surviving and living, do you not think? Yep, yeah, and this is where I'm about to go, is that where we were looking at survival, the needs are being met. The objective for us was always from a selfish perspective, looking out onto what can help us live. I know it sounds weird, but like it's true. I mean, like what can help us live? So... Now that all that these needs are met, we're able to take a different direction on where we can be selfish on, and that is on looking at functional information and stuff and building on those types of things. Because not always that we look at things that can help improve things. I mean, like sometimes Einstein, for instance, I don't think it was in his like best interest to go, where I'm going is where I can help improve life itself. In, in a way, I mean, like, he was probably obsessed with the idea of what was happening out there yeah. and trying to best understand it through a mathematical equation and stuff. So, you know, his direction where he could be selfish had changed because he was able to have his needs met no matter what. Mm. So, I feel like the arts has been able to, in terms of a prospering society, the arts has become more important because we are no longer having to focus on survival itself but where we can just be selfish for ourselves and everyone benefits i mean like einstein for example has helped improve physics greatly just from his social need to wanting to know what is going on but also the thing is with his information is the information he would have had to have gathered would have had feedback he would have known whether or not he was right or wrong because if he was wrong he would have known he was wrong yeah it wouldn't have worked. He would just know he wasn't wrong. So, we would have to go back and look at his own information and go, well, I fucked up somewhere. So, I need to sort it out or I need to figure it out or I need to find someone who can figure it out for me because I can't pretend it's true. I can't pretend it's right because it's a functional thing that I'm putting into uh, like equation work, whatever, and it's not allowing me to go any further. It's just not working. So, therefore, I know it's wrong. Whereas when it comes to like social issues or something that can't be immediately, there's no immediate feedback to it. I could say something. And as long as I say it with confidence, I'm right. And if someone comes up to me and says I'm wrong because it's my thing that I've constructed and it's my idea, I look at them and I don't go, oh, I'm wrong. I go, no, you're wrong. Yeah. That's the difference. One of them gives you immediate feedback and doesn't give a fuck. If you're wrong, you're wrong. It'll fu- it'll let you know. Yeah. You're wrong. Good luck going any further. Yeah. Whereas is the other one, I don't actually have to change anything about myself. I can just say it and say it's true. And as long as it makes me look more grandiose and as long as I don't come across... And even if I come across someone who maybe knows more or has looked at the information, yada, yada, yada... I can say to them, well, you're you're attacking. It, it, it's not that you're attacking my idea; you're attacking me. Yeah, and it's like, well, you're no longer your. The information is no longer your best interest. Your idea is the best interest. That's selfish. That is selfish. Whereas the other one is, I need to actually figure this out, and the information is going to tell me whether or not I can. Yeah. One of them, you accept responsibility as to you being wrong because it forces you to. And the other one, you can shift all responsibility to everyone else. As long as you're, I guess, as long as you're arrogant enough to defend it. Yeah. Which, mm. Yeah. I feel like that's when it gets to the point where it's just like, you can cry as much as you want about how, you know, people are out to get you. But it's just like, if you're not just willing to accept the sheer fact that where you are going in the direction of trying to distribute this information if you get called out in your bullshit, you probably should accept it. I mean, like, let's not go into that anymore. <laughs> but I do think uh, in terms of, like, um, what religion has done for society in offering morals and uh, places where you can feel that 
need to understand has played like a bit of responsibility. I mean, like we've discussed this in uh, finding reality within religion is that, you know, if God, the truth is the individual looking out into the world and going, okay, well, I like what is being, what is, what is in front of me, but I wish to know more about it than we, you know, feel the need to understand more of that information and finding truth, which is within God has played a huge significance in trying to, seek out getting more information so to say in terms of like moral as well it has offered things in terms of like living by these certain rules and stuff and it's played a huge point in the way people talk and behave with one another in order to meet that requirement that which is god has been saying and so on and so forth all I'm trying to say is that I feel like religion has played a huge part in the way that like we construct conversation with one another because it's like but also gave moral. The thing is with religion, it sets out a framework to yeah. which to abide by to have those conversations. Whereas nowadays you don't have anything that sets the framework. Yeah. Like that's the difference. If I come, I, like two people can come from very different sets. And also with the whole religious thing, it's like you're both observing the same information. No one's you might have a piece of the information that the other person doesn't, but at the end of the day, you both are looking at the same source of information, which is, well, in Christianity's sake, the Bible. Yeah. Like you can't lie about a line in the Bible because the other person can quite literally go look in the Bible and go, well, hang on. That's not what it says. Yeah. And so then the other person is immediately disparate. And also the morals that are set out within the Bible anyway would, not encourage that sort of behavior to begin with whereas we don't live by any book nowadays there's no yeah there's and no everyone m- has different ways that they view the world as well yeah. so i feel like there's a lot more then again i'm only 23 i don't know how it was back in the day but like in terms of like the way we would discuss situations with one another you know it would be it would be different because the way that we view the world is no longer based off of everyone looking at the same book. It's based off of whatever they can construct out of what they've experienced and felt within those experiences. So I feel like when and it gets... You, and then you want to take the, the politicization of everything into it as well. Well, now it's... Uh, it just adds another layer of... Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I mean, like, it gets kind of hard when, you know, especially... We're not short of information. Far from it. Uh in terms of like people having conversations and uh, displaying different types of information and behavior and so on and so forth, we can we sort of have to rely on meeting in this middle. It's like, you know, we're not all looking at it from the same perspective. So it's just like, if we're going to talk about it, we really have to talk about it if we're going to meet in the middle because we what, what if it's what if it's my idea that i've created and i'm not willing to budge because so I'm that's right. when it gets hard because then you know because you're no longer looking at ideas you're looking at a person and they're going well i'm not wrong and you're like well i'm not talking about you yeah you know what here's a little thing that i want some anyone that's listening this is what you can do look at your information and go am i defending this information or myself because maybe the next time we go into these conversations, you could let the other person know just just so they go, okay, I'm not going into this end. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you sort of have to, you have to like investigate in a conversation before, you know, where you can conclude what this person's like with that information. You know, if it gets to the point where it's just like, you know, where we've reached the barrier of what we know, are we going to keep pushing through this barrier? Or are we going to just... Yeah. And I feel like that's where it gets frustrating for the individual that is trying to like... And also, am I going to push through that barrier just to prove I'm better than you? Yeah, and that's that's just another thing because if the other person is trying to hold that line, then it's just like, where does this end up in the end? Because this is like, if that person's just like, Mm-mm. is there going to be a fight? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. I'm, not, I'm no longer observing the information and talking to you to find out say the truth or a truth of the situation instead i'm continuing this conversation and continuing into the information to prove to you that you're wrong yeah okay so i mean like let's let's expand on that because 
let's just say, for example, you and I live in a society where we have strong cultural barriers. So, I mean, like in terms of how much further we can prosper in economics or uh, social mobility. Let's just say, for example, we are in a society where we draw the line. And anyone that pushes over that line will face either social scrutiny or worse. So, in terms of uh, people living within within that thinking, okay, I think we can better the situation. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you go out to go out to people living within that society and go, "This is what I found." And then, because of the culture where they stand, start saying, "No, no, no, no," and pushing that person back down. In terms of how much further that culture can evolve itself sort of holds back in the direction because we discussed this in uh, standards of living where what was a competitor to america Uh, argentina argentina so when they were in terms of trying to build their society they kept building on agriculture even though they saw that america was doing really well with uh, the industrial uh, side of things I bet anyone within that society that was going to try and push for more industrial things would have probably been like, no, 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 this is the way we're doing it. Like, no. So, you know, even though it was probably hard for that situation to know that the industrial age was upon us and we could have pushed forward with that more and could have had far better results, the person within that society was trying to push that idea forward would have probably faced scrutiny for that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, who actually loses? Yeah. The people that were pushing them back down. Yeah. So, I mean, like, in terms of culture, it plays a huge way, a part in the way we behave and the way we can source out and grab information. So, and it also depends on the location as well. If we are in a society where, or not even a society, but maybe even a tribe where we're very isolated in terms of group based on ideology, you could say. And then when it comes to meeting these other groups and trying to information forward to help better one another it could just turn into all-out war because it's like no you know this you know that and it's just like oh. yeah. <laughs> and this is basically what thomas Sowell has gone into his books is that some groups within the same area tend to fight more to prove that they're right instead of the other one and then you know no one goes nowhere for a long time yeah so in terms of behavior and in and the way we can find and distribute information I feel like it's important which way the culture is heading. That's why I believe in f- the freedom that we do have within this society. It's just like we have equal opportunity to go out and seek information without completely facing scrutiny over it. In some places where you are finding information and you know, you're know you trying to help benefit those types of people, the behaviour within that society has always been the same and when you offer it it's just like scrutiny has been thrown at them in terms of prosperity you know some people will be held down because of not wanting to lose the behavior and exactly once again who actually loses exactly and that's and i find that to be a massive problem because it was out of us just holding back on what it is that we're trying to lose that we have gained in that same thing so i think the way that I would like for more people to understand is, and this is wrong of me for me to say, you know, this is where I want people to understand and I'm pushing pushing a line here. But in terms of people offering ideas and, you know, talking, instead of just holding you accountable to that as which is you, the idea, maybe elaborate on trying to learn more because what you are losing is far greater than what you could be gaining in terms of more knowledge, what you can do with that knowledge and what behaviours it can bring upon you in terms of doing better. I said this in Man's Search for Meaning, but if what you gain ends up being more than what you have to lose to gain it, are you really losing anything? Exactly. Exactly right. It's so it's so it's so difficult, but the the problem is I know what it's like to be in that headspace to know that what your ideas can bring you can obviously do good in a social setting. But if it's not enough in terms of what is already being offered, then it's just not going to work. There's no point holding yourself accountable to that. Yeah, I think you got to stop looking at it as this is 
because you say your ideas, whereas I think I'd, I'm basically playing with words here, but it's more how I feel about quote unquote my ideas. Here's an idea that I possess. Now, currently, yes, I am in possession of it. So I guess you could call it my idea, but it's not mine. It's not me. It's not my idea. It's an idea in my possession. But what it means is I'm more than willing to let go of it. Yeah. Or I'm more than willing to pull it apart and have a look. As long as you're willing to do the same with me. Yeah. Because there's no point in me having this idea or this mindset if I then come to you and you go, look, no matter where this conversation goes, I'm always going to be right because it's my idea and I'm going to defend it with everything yeah. I know and everything I, in any way I can. So... You can dissect and take apart your argument altogether, but I'm going to shit on it no matter what and I'm going to defend mine no matter what. It's like, well, then there's really no point having that discussion. Yeah, and I, and here's another thing. There's a flip side to this as well. People that are putting out their ideas and they don't exactly hold themselves fully accountable to their ideas, more or less just holding them as ideas and when people are discussing them, the opposite person putting them down to that idea. Yeah. And that's where it can get a but little the thing bit is, toxic. The thing well. is, if you're always coming up with your ideas and they're a part of you, well, then would you not automatically assume that the that, other person yeah, does the same thing? Exactly. So, it's not okay. really a representation of it when they change. say that shit to the other person and say, this is your idea, blah, blah, blah. That's not a representation of your idea and what they think of it. That's a representation of how they feel about their own ideas. Yeah. Because if they're, they feel like you're so attached to that idea... They feel like you're so attached that that's a piece of you. Well, then you can only you can only think, well, you must feel the same way about you and your ideas. Yeah. So, at that point, the idea possesses you. You don't possess the idea. Yeah. I get where you're coming from from that. Yeah. Because you kind of just people do do that. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, like, you can look at what you've done, and you know that can shape your reality. And whatever reality that has created, you can sort of put that sort of way of how you view the world onto other people. And, you know, assumptions can go weird. (laughs) So, I mean, like... (sighs) And this is the thing. I feel feel this conversation's really... This is why I said at the beginning, you know, you can't exactly put this whole conversation in a box and expect to dissect it in an hour. I mean, like this podcast could go for ages trying to look at the different ways that why we would behave in certain, certain ways. I mean, like we can look at the way society has came to based on what has once happened, has continued building on that, but it could have taken many other directions. You know, we could have, we could have headed into a direction where we were far more, successful in terms of technology etc etc <coughs> less government regulation <laughs> yeah less government regulation <clears throat> so you know it, it just it's just really tricky because we we have what we have now but then we have to also bring in human behavior human thoughts culture all those types of things as well to be able to draw up conclusions i mean like where we have got today I would say that I'm pretty impressed. I was going to say, we can't be doing too terrible. Exactly. Because look how far we have, you know, gotten to. I think that's where our th- capitalism has really helped us is because it sh- has the ability to hold human behavior within it. Well, it gives for the people who succeed, it gives them the functional benefits of information but also the social benefits because you get the benefits of being able to implement an idea an action a thing into society and if it works and benefits the society well then yes your function you get the satisfaction out of it working and you also get the monetary satisfaction out of people buying it and then you also get the social notoriety out of now being the person who made this thing who made it work and then also the money would help with that as well because now you're fucking big old rich man yeah. and, and everyone's going to be like, ooh. And I feel like, you know, and we're not, I don't want to go too political here, but look, you know, the more we regulate things, making it harder for people that do want to come up to try new ideas and stuff sort of limits where we can 
in terms of the direction that we can go because the ones that are already up there no longer have to face, like you said in the last podcast, that... They can they can handle it better. Yeah, they can handle it better. They no longer have to go through the stages that they once did to get to that situation. So, you know, if people are being offered the same leeway to be able to do those types of things, yes, we can continue allowing other people to win, allowing bigger people to continue winning and then whoever yeah. meets them at the top. I mean, look, if they, they got up there for a reason, they did something to get up there. Congratulations for them doing that. But if there's someone who's found a better way to do it and the only reason they can't beat you in competition is because of regulation, that's where I call bullshit. Yeah, and I feel like, and this is becoming like a part of the problem, is that the more we regulate things, the less opportunity people are being given. And this is where the direction where we're being taken, that we're currently taking now, is where equal opportunity should be given. Although looking at someone and what opportunity they have been able to take for themselves is no longer being able to be given to those types of people because there isn't the opportunity is no longer available for them yeah. it, or it involves more harder more hard work so i feel like you know we can people are starting to look onto big companies and turn on them and go you're getting too much you're getting too much of this you know it's beginning to shift and we're looking at capitalism as a problem and not as something that can offer more than what we are being currently offered. I mean, I'll give you a key example of that. Do you know how much it takes to get a taxi license in New York? New York? How long? It, no, how much, sorry. How much how it much? takes? $60,000. Fuck. To get a taxi license <laughs> in New York. So, they haven't said to you, oh, no, you can't enter the market there. But what they've done is they've put in a regulation that makes it so expensive to that there's really no point. Yeah. I mean, imagine if I told you you had to pay $60,000 to get a car license in general. Mm. You'd be like, what the fuck? I'm never, I just won't drive. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the equal, you know, people want equality in, in a society. And I can see that what you're saying in terms of what you just said is changing to that idea instead of having equal opportunity. It's that continuing of trying to push for less opportunity for people that is beginning to shift in the way that we behave mm. and the direction that we have seen when that you and I have done a re- bit of research on what direction that can take. And it's not a, and it's not a very good a direction, but also there is a difference between equal opportunity and what those individuals do with those opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, like, if it's in your best interest to have something, you would usually just go out and get it. But, I mean, like, if you don't exactly have that opportunity because it is either heavily heavily regulated or just harder to come by, you usually just give up and show your belly. Yeah. But, you know, if, if the opportunity is, that, is there and someone can take it, then usually they will climb, climb that ladder to make sure that they reach those heights. Yeah, but then also don't come complaining to me if you didn't and then as a result you didn't climb the ladder exactly exactly so you know it's it's all around just a really tricky situation um that's why you know you and i both agree that less government (laughs) so i mean like in terms of uh you know i think in terms libertarian libertarianism it's you know it's allowed people that the the smaller individual to come up and work their way up to you know the, the great heights that we all see them get to but it's turning into less of that and more of like these are the rules you follow yeah. them. It's more like a it's more like an authoritarian. It's more like a mandate. Yeah, it's mandate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go too much into those. Uh, but yeah, uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I we should we, pack it up. I say yeah. we wrap it All right, up there. No worries. We're going a bit too too political. <laughs> Josh, if anyone knows why Josh and I haven't gone too political yet, is because we just want to hold back and allow our listeners to gather more information about the functional things things within society so that way it's like the things that we do talk about is no longer just a mystery of oh this is what's happening you know we want to be able to give people the information to help understand why we have the world that we do now or the reality that we do have now and how to uh, go along with pursuing that understanding and making up ideas for yourself the important idea that we have come up with in terms of this podcast is not just trying to push for you to have the idea that we put out there 
but giving you the information to make your mind up for yourself to be able to make those decisions. So, And that's why we leave the email and the Instagram there because at the end of the day, if you have something that would be extremely interesting or important or a, an insightful view on what we're talking about, fuck yeah, we want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Like. And that's, and that's the thing, like, I, I plan in terms of uh, getting more involved with the Instagram over time, like, maybe, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm a little bit nervous. I haven't interacted like that socially before, so I want to be able to engage with our followers and the people out there and build a relationship. I want I want people to, you know, message us and go, you know, this is something that has been on my mind. I don't exactly have the time to reach out for the information. You know what? <laughs> This is this is what we do. Let's talk about it. We want to we want to be able to do the research for people and you know help people gain better understanding so that way they can you know build off these understandings, you know, have new concepts, etc. Yeah. So, alrighty, thank you guys for listening. We will be at it again in the next fortnight. So, see you then. All right. Ciao.